Ugh, I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters, with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer. But they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code BIRTHFUL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Hands down, the one I recommend is needed, so I'm thrilled to say that if you use the code BIRTHFUL at thisisneeded.com, you can get 20% off your first month of needed products. Needed is the number one nutrition brand recommended and used by me and over 4,000 practitioners, from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Needed is for anyone trying to conceive, pregnant, postpartum, and really, this is goodness you can use even before and beyond the perinatal years. Along with prenatals, Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support to a lactation support plan, a stress and sleep support plan, and a gut health plan. In fact, I've had clients rave about Needed's pre- and probiotic formula, saying how much better it made them feel compared to their usual probiotics. And to me, Needed's hydration support packets, which only have ingredients you can pronounce, are a must in any doula or hospital bag. Also, Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and easy-to-take vanilla powder for those with nausea or pill fatigue. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. 
Welcome to Breathful. I'm Adriana Lozada. Even those who are supposedly working in this issue, literally, I'm on calls and they're like, well, what will the hospitals think? Do hospitals have feelings? <laughs> so we have humanized the hospitals and dehumanized the literal, actual Black birthing people. It is mind-blowing. That is award-winning journalist, five-time author, strategist, and advocate for maternal and infant health, Kimberly Seals-Allers, talking about the systemic resistance she's encountered when pushing to change the way hospitals and the healthcare system provide perinatal care. By now, you are probably well-versed in how our broken maternity care continues to show dismal outcomes, despite spending more than most other high-income economies. So it's not a matter of more money or more medical interventions, but rather, as Kimberly believes, a matter of tilting the power dynamic back to the consumers. How are Kimberly and her team doing this? through a Yelp-like app called Earth, which is like birth, but without the B. And this app allows consumers to be publicly transparent about what really happens during patient-provider interactions and for Earth to use all that data to finally hold the institutions accountable. And because Black and brown families are receiving the worst care, Earth is centering them first. This is a project that really gets me excited because we've been talking about the problems in perinatal care for years, and certainly we have a lot more insight into their causes now, but the actual care is not getting better. This initiative seems like a very different approach that could actually get hospitals and providers to change how things are done by addressing bias and racism in maternity and infant care. And it also answers the question of what you can do to help change things. So make sure you stay on until the end of the episode for my two things to do, one for you, one for the rest of us. You're listening to Birthful, here to inform your intuition. Welcome, Kimberly. I am so delighted to have you here on the show. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me. I'm Kimberly Seals-Allers. I am the founder of the Earth App, host of the Birthright Podcast, and a maternal and infant health strategist. I feel like my my life and my work is birth, breastfeeding, and motherhood. So this is one of my favorite spaces for conversation. So this new venture that you're doing, Earth, I thought it was really interesting. I mean, it's fantastic what you're doing because there is definitely a need for transparency and accountability and the perinatal experiences, which we haven't had. And we've been hearing for years how the statistics of our perinatal care are horrible for everybody, but especially dismal if you're basically not white. (laughs) <laughs> in a heterosexual relationship and married with economic status, you know, able body within a certain age range, if you're outside of that so-called mm-hmm. norm, then you get all this bias. So how are you working to change that? Well, you know, I mean, I think one of the most important things that we are doing to change that is allowing people to see it. I think that, you know, when I created Earth, which is like the word birth, but we dropped the B for bias. So it's spelled I-R-T-H, folks, um, really with an idea that we could leverage consumer power, that we could drive transparency and accountability by putting our experiences on a public digital platform, and that we could force this industry to pay attention to our experiences 
experiences by making sure that there was transparency. We know that has been lacking. And it's really concerning to me that in all the areas of QI and metrics, like there's always evaluation, there's always accountability. But somehow when it comes to this issue of racism and bias, which has been identified as a root cause, one of the many root causes of what's going on in Black maternal mortality and morbidity, there seems to be none of that. I mean, hospitals have been allowed to do an anti-bias training, tick the box, and the statistics show us that these have not moved the needle in any significant fashion. And there's quite frankly, no study that shows that anti-bias trainings work. But yet this has been permitted and allowed and accepted you know, when it comes to something that is, as you said, disproportionately harming and killing uh, Black birthing people. And so, you know, one of the things that we're all about is transparency. Um, we should be able to see where other people like us are getting good care and where they are not. When you are looking for a care provider, an OB, a midwife, a place to birth, you usually just ask your friends and start asking around, who do you know? And so what I'm understanding is that Earth takes that to sort of a collective level by making an app out of it where everybody, anybody can input their information of how their experiences, uh, of what they experience, correct? Correct. Correct. And I think, you know, it's not just about knowing a doctor. It's about seeing whether or not this doctor or hospital has good reviews from other people like you. And so Earth accepts prenatal reviews, pre your prenatal appointments with your OBGYN, your birthing hospital experience, you know, asking you detailed questions about the doctor, nurse, and lactation consultants in that experience. It accepts reviews about your postpartum appointment, as well as pediatric um, reviews of your pediatric appointments for your baby up to baby's first year. And so this is critically important. When I had my first birth experience, I did lots of research, right? I thought I was reading all the right parenting blogs at the time and read those media reports with the best of lists from my city. I went to a hospital that was very highly regarded in terms of media lists and in terms of what I was reading on those listservs. But I had a terrible experience. You know, I, I left feeling traumatized and disrespected and really was shocked that I was not having the experience that I had read about, right? I, my baby was given formula when I said I was breastfeeding. I fought to have my baby with me. It was just all these things that I had read didn't happen for me. And in retrospect, the reality was at that time in my life, I was not yet married and I was in grad school and I was on student insurance. And I was treated like an unwed Black woman with basic insurance. Like that was my experience. And it dawned on me, oh, people are not being treated the same way at the same place. And who you are and your circumstances in life could actually impact the care you receive. And so for me, reading those reviews of what turned out to me, you know, Upper East Side, middle class white women was absolutely not helpful to me as a single black mom. And so this is the, you know, the challenge Earth seeks to solve by saying you can find reviews from people like you to see whether other people feel that who they are, whether that is their race, class, gender identification, sexual orientation, income, et cetera, has impacted their care. And then on the back end, we use those reviews to actually push for hospital and health systems to change by listening to that information and turning it into actionable strategies for them. 
And a crucial point of this is having lots of data points, right? How long have you been collecting data for? Well, we've been collecting data pre-app. Earth is a project of my nonprofit, um, and we were grant funded to kind of pre-test this review process, our survey questions, et cetera, et cetera. So that went on for about 18 months, and that was before we even put the app out there. Then we've been in the app stores coming up on one year now. I will be celebrating our first birthday at the 1st of March. And so this idea of us kind of spending a lot of time building with community was really, really important to my design process. But to your point, it only works with our collective power because quite frankly, you know, these hospitals and providers don't listen until we have numbers, right? Because it is very easy for them to dismiss one or two experiences, even the most glaring and dreadful headlines that we've seen in the media reports. But what if we have hundreds? What if we have thousands? What will they say then? Right? What will they say then? And we're already seeing that power in our ability to get them to listen, which is sad but true. And then I think on the other side of that, it's our unique recognition that hospitals are businesses. Yes, they are supposed to care. At the end of the day, they are businesses. We live in a commercialized health system and it has many, many failures, but we need to use that to our advantage by thinking about their bottom line. And that includes their reputational management. That includes understanding what a cost center prenatal care is and respecting mothers and parents as key decision makers for future healthcare decisions. And so that's where we also like to speak to them and meet them as we try to push all the levers necessary to move this issue. And where are you folks at in getting to those numbers that are going to create a tipping point for institutions to start really listening? Well, that depends on geography. You know, obviously we have more reviews in places where there are deeper concentrations of black and brown folks. So Earth, let me pull back. Earth has reviews from 48 states plus Hawaii. So we have reviews from all over. We're so grateful for that. But really we work best with geographic density. So for example, you know, prior to launching, we were grant funded to work in five key cities, New York City, Detroit, Sacramento, Washington, D.C., and New Orleans. And so we you know, have more reviews from those cities because we work there kind of pre-launch. But, you know, we look at other kind of centers where we know there are high concentrations, Atlanta, areas of cities in Texas, LA. And so this is where we focus our attention. And this is where we ask folks, you know, mostly to help because we know that in these pockets is where disparities are more severe. And then we are hoping to be able to move out to a more rural strategy, knowing the challenges that exist there. But right now we need the geographic density that primarily exists in, in cities for us to start pushing with the health systems there. In terms of the of the data that's coming in, of the reviews of what people are sharing with you, what are the biggest things that are standing out? What are you seeing yeah. in terms of bias? It's been really interesting. And we have some really direct screens where we ask specifically about negative practice behaviors. Right now, the number one negative experience being reported in Earth is requests for help were refused or ignored. 
Number two is being scolded, yelled at, or threatened. Number three is pain levels being dismissed. And number four is physical privacy violated, right? And we're seeing these at rates of up to 40% among those who identify as Black or African American. So it's deeply distressing. It's deeply distressing. And I think one of the things that's deeply concerning is the ways that in Black maternal health, people have felt like survival is a great experience, right? When we see too many earth reviews where people are saying, well, we ask, what's the best thing that happened to you? You're like, my baby's alive. I'm alive. That should not be the best thing of a birth experience. And I think this is the danger of the narrative that's been in Black maternal health, the media focus on death, the hospital focus on death, that people feel like if they have survived, they have won. And that is not a five-star experience. And You know, that is part of the reason why I started Birthright, to actually tell positive Black birth stories as a counter narrative to this doom and gloom that is actually affecting people's expectations. It's affecting their social stress during their pregnancy. And we see it impacting their ability to really rate and review a birth experience. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns, and sometimes I find that investing gets put off because it doesn't seem urgent or because with our busy lives, we may not have the time to research and manage said investments, which is why I so appreciate that Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future and that you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. So for example, I take advantage of Acorn's roundup feature where they round up the purchase amounts I make in my linked account to the nearest dollar, and then they automatically transfer that to my invest account portfolio. Also, Acorns can recommend an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. For me, that's easy peasy investing. Head to acorns.com slash birthful or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash birthful. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Diaper rash. It can be a truly uncomfortable experience for a baby. And so I find that one of the biggest conundrums when diapering is figuring out what diaper cream to use. So many options are thick and goopy, making them hard to apply and hard to wipe off. But I can personally say that this is not the case for Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant that is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, designed as a breathable formula to help maintain an optimal skin barrier while allowing the healing to occur. This butt balm was developed by a mom who is also a doctor, hence the name Dr. Mom Butt Balm, when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash and she wasn't about to settle. So she created Dr. Mom Butt Balm to go on smooth and be easy to remove while also being gentle on your baby's delicate skin. 
With Dr. Mom Butt Balm, you can say goodbye to excessive wiping to clean your little one's already chafed skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is so soft and goes on so smooth that you'll only need a small amount instead of having to layer on a thick goop. Plus, it has a lovely minty scent. Learn more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at drmombuttbalm.com. That's drmombuttbalm.com. Or look for it at Amazon.com. Well, and I think it's crucial to have that shift into how people connect with the experience of birth and and being pregnant and being postpartum because there are so many horror stories, right? But we also need to counterbalance with those beautiful stories. And I think it's about giving power back to the people and power in their voices and in their actions and not saying, oh, thank goodness you saved me, saved my baby. When in fact, there's so much research showing that sometimes the interventions cause the outcome that required the quote unquote saving. Exactly. Exactly. It, it was actually preventable and became a near death situation because of an unnecessary medical intervention. I want to be clear, like this idea of death being the analysis point and, and, and the goal, not dying being the goal, is a standard that the hospitals have set up, right? Like they do maternal mortality review boards. Thank you very much. But for me, death should not be the trigger for analysis. Why, why does someone have to die before you analyze what's going on and what's going right, right? It's like, this is backwards. And my experience, you know, and you, I know you've seen this too. There's a whole spectrum of trauma and pain that people are carrying, myself included, for years, even when we don't die. And that needs to be addressed too. It is not just the death. Well, and focusing on the death also allows the conversation to be steered away from the near misses and the trauma and the disrespect and the being ignored and the being threatened and the violations to your physical body, all these things that from as you were naming those categories, immediately I went to the listening to mothers uh, mm -hmm. survey and the work that has been done by the birthplace lab regarding this mistreatment during birth? Did you guys work in connection or in collaboration or did you use some of those data po uh, categories to inform the work of Earth? Absolutely. We certainly use some of their data, um, certainly some of their processes. And so, you know, building on the great work that's being done to better understand this. And I think the more to your point that we can get away from only counting clinical measures, right? And so it's not just what happened, but how it happened that matters. And what we found in Earth Reviews is that many times people can accept that they had a C-section, even that wasn't their goal. We see so many reviews from mamas and parents who ended up in the NICU, but still say something nice about the staff, still say something positive about how they were treated, how their questions were answered, were their own uh, opinions and desires respected. These are the things that we need to capture and address because they contribute not just to deaths, but the whole spectrum of birth trauma that is being carried by far too many Black and brown birthing people. And, you know, the minute we can value that too, then we have an opportunity to really transform the birth experience. Well, and I so appreciate the work you're doing, the work that uh, the Birthplace Lab is doing in figuring out how to quantify these more intangible 
experiences because then then you're speaking in, in the hospital's language, right? Then you're speaking in a way that they can figure out what to do with it and really create processes to minimize that. And and in our hospital pilots, we literally work with them, right? Because we don't really want to give them the information, leave it to them to figure out what to do. They really haven't had an impressive track record on that, in my opinion. So we are really developing this, this translational science around how do we take this nuanced patient experience data and what does that mean for a hospital, what they have to do? And how do we embed that into patient safety and QI? You know, hospitals have more metrics than any other, <laughs> than any other institution. It, it boggles my mind, but I'm going to say none, but I will you know, caveat myself and say very few of them have ever tried to center the lived experience of Black and brown birthing people when they are assessing their maternity services. And that is ultimately what we also want to solve is you all need a new system, right? And it's not just putting the burden on birthing people. It's not just asking, you know, lionizing doulas and expecting them to save the day. Your systems on the back end are equally broken and those need an equity infusion as well. And we can do that by having a more nuanced understanding of the Black patient experience and then layering that into what you're already doing. You know, and so that's really the back end work that we do with our hospitals and hospital pilots. So how are the institutions, the hospitals, the administrators receiving the information you are presenting are how are they working with you? How's that going? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. What do you think? You know, I mean, there are two kind of, you know, I, I would say two kind of camps. There are those who are aware that they are not receiving enough Black patient data. What what we've seen responses to HCAPs are declining, particularly around Black and brown folks. You know, this general distrust of hospital institutions. What are HCAPs? It's the one that the federal government requires. It's H-C-A-P-H-S. And it is a hospital-admitted, federally required survey that is sent out. It does not really cover maternity in detail. It does not really ask questions that try to capture the nuances of race and ethnicity as being, you know, critical to your experience. But hospitals have to send them out and they have to report their response rates and they have been declining. And what we found is, you know, from the community perspective, responding to a survey from a hospital when you don't know where it's going, you have no guarantee that the hospital's going to do anything. And it's like, why? You know, especially if you just had a negative experience, you know, you really don't feel like you have any recourse. And so we find this idea of your review is actually helpful to your community is something that hospitals can't provide. Right. And so we see the interest in our data because they just don't have it. But we see the resistance to the transparency of it. And so if I was willing to keep Earth Reviews private and share them only with the hospital, we'd have a thousand hospitals signed up. You know, I'm sure of it. But because we refuse to keep our community in the dark and we say that we are leading a movement for transparency and accountability, we face a lot of resistance. And let me tell you, if I had a dollar for every time hospitals are simply dumbfounded that we already have information on them, we didn't ask their permission and they can't own the data. I mean, they are really stumped, but they've been centered 
for far too long in this process. And let me tell you, even birth equity related initiatives have come to earth, asked us to de-identify hospitals, which we won't do. And like even those who are supposedly working in this issue, literally I'm on calls and they're like, well, what will the hospitals think? Do hospitals have feelings? <laughs> so we have humanized the hospitals and dehumanize the literal, actual Black birthing people. It is mind-blowing. Well, and it's a flip of vulnerability, right? Hospitals, and we're going to institutionalize it and, and not humanize them, but, you know, <laughs> as an entity, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have all these people that come in at their most vulnerable time and ask them to properly take care of them. And this is a situation where a bit of the tables are flipped. They are feeling now vulnerable. And I find that that's an interesting flip. It is. And that's what racism is ultimately about power. And that's why I think technology is such a powerful tool for us to really bring to our birth equity work because it has the potential to flip the power dynamics. It is something that I am deeply committed to because historically, particularly for Black women, our relationship to the medical system has always been about power, right? When they use us as enslaved women for their subjects, for experimentation, we had no power, had no agency. And what I'm excited about with Earth is our ability to leverage technology to help not flip, I'm not that optimistic in my lifetime, but to even help address and and somehow begin to equalize the power imbalances, which are inherent in racism, which are inherent in racist institutions and systems. And if we don't recalibrate the power dynamics with the hospitals, in my opinion, we just won't get there. And I think what's really exciting is that when people are trying to speak up and gain power and have their voices heard, when there's a power dynamic imbalance, the fear is retaliation. Absolutely. But you've set up a structure where that can't happen. That's right. It is completely anonymous. We uh, anonymize all reviews once we verify your identity. The lawyers for Earth work really, really hard to make sure that our reviews are protected such that I can't really know who you are, so the hospital can't sue me to make me tell. Is Earth for everybody, or are you only looking to get reviews from Black and and Hispanic folks? So Earth is for all marginalized groups, right? Essentially, primarily at this point, we have asked white women to allow us to create a safe space for Black and brown folks because we know that they have it worst, and we really want to create a safe space for them. We see Earth's tools as being critical to other marginalized groups, including, as you mentioned, the LBGTQ plus community, other differently able folks, trans folks, et cetera, et cetera, right? But my vision for Earth is really about a time when white women are using Earth too, that white women are taking out the Earth app and saying to their doctor, I saw your Earth reviews. It's not good from black and brown women. And I don't want to come to you either. Right. And so 
The, the truth of the matter is that Earth's true power exists when our white allies begin to use the app, speak about the app, and let the Earth app reviews become part of their decision-making process too. So that time is coming soon because it's important to know a place that's just crappy to everybody, right? And that that exists as well. But we really needed to center Black and Brown folks first to make sure that we have built something that is ultimately safe for them before we invite others in in, 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 in a full way. And I'm very excited about also the partnerships you're doing with doulas because I have seen firsthand how the same providers in the same hospital treat patients differently based on their race. Yeah. And doulas, doulas share that in their reviews. Please leave your doula review um, because it is really powerful. In fact, we have a special icon in the app that shows up on doula reviews so our users can find them easily because we really want to lift that up. But the doula reviews, when they say, I have had white clients and I, this is what happens to my black clients, I mean, that's powerful. There's been a lot of talk about the value of doulas to the individual birthing persons. This is true. But doulas are a source of data that needs to be respected. And doulas' uh, perspective must be included in this new idea of evidence base that I am pushing for because that evidence has often not included Black and brown folks. So we need to redefine whose evidence um, is, is being centered as we rebuild and transform our maternity system. So Earth is going to be a year old. Yes. Um, starting to walk is a little toddler. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what are the next steps for Earth? Yeah, so much, so much lies ahead. I mean, one, we're working on always improving our product. I remind folks that we are a tech nonprofit. So it's not like we get, you know, $5 million to build a amazing app. So we've had a different development process. And now that we've gotten some traction, you know, like you said, we're starting to walk and people have seen what we can do. They think we're cute. They think we're cute. Um, so now more people are wanting to give our baby some support. One of my biggest challenges is that people are like, man, this is a lot of questions. It takes about 15 minutes to complete the survey. But we ask people to understand that we're asking you for this 15-minute commitment for the sake of a greater goal, right? And if we can do it for GEICO, I think we got to get our messaging together that, you know, 15 minutes of your time can help make Black birth safer. And so that's what we're going to be doing, doing a better job at explaining why we ask the questions. I wish I could create a five-question survey that hospitals will listen to. It, it, it can't, it won't happen. Um, and our goal is to capture this deeper, more nuanced data to improve care. And so really helping people understand our end game and, and their connection to that is, is a big part of what we're going to be doing going forward. And this year we're spending a lot of time really trying to expand our hospital pilots. So we have one in Detroit. We're about to bring on Philadelphia. We're working on New York City, potentially upstate New York, where you live, LA. So so our goal is to really spend this next kind of year really expanding our hospital pilots, testing our data, seeing what it could do. It's like, okay, we started walking. Now let's let's see if we can run. Because for me, that is Earth's true mission to push for the systemic change. And so, so we need to keep learning 
what Earth can do on the back end around that. Kimberly, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. It's been a delight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this platform. And thank you for all the great work you're doing to educate and empower parents on their birth journey. That was Kimberly Seals-Allers, author of The Big Letdown, host of the Birthright podcast, and founder of the Earth app. You can find Kimberly on Instagram at IamKSealsAllers. One thing you can do for you if you've given birth is to ask for a copy of your medical records. There are so many reasons why you should do this. To stay informed, to share with your future care providers if you plan to give birth again, and to see how the records align with your personal experience of your birth. Now, the amount of time that a healthcare system is required to maintain your records can vary from state to state, but you'll usually have a few years to decide. And if you're currently pregnant, set a reminder on your calendar to ask for your records during postpartum, but do give yourself some distance to process any trauma, particularly if you had a difficult birth experience. In reviewing your records, you may learn about things you didn't know happened or know blatant inconsistencies that need to be corrected. If this is the case, your records can be amended. For more info on how to do that, listen to our episode with Indra Lucero on how to stand up for your birthrights. And then the one thing you can do for the rest of us is leave your review of the perinatal care you have received on guest Kimberly's groundbreaking app, Earth. The research shows that at least one in six birthing people have experienced mistreatment from care providers during the perinatal period, and rates are even higher for those of racialized backgrounds. Now, the goal of having a bias-free health system is a big one, but by leaving your review on Earth, you can help the push-to-birth systemic change in healthcare and increase equitable care for marginalized birthing people. And if you are a doula, nurse, lactation consultant, or any other type of perinatal worker, definitely leave your review and keep an eye on Earth's upcoming ambassador programs. You can connect with Birthful on Instagram at Birthful Podcast. And to learn more about Birthful and my birth and postpartum preparation classes, go to birthful.com. Birthful is created and produced by me, Adriana Lozada, with production assistance from Asia Plati and Arthur Rothfuss. Thank you for listening to and sharing Birthful. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Amazon Music, Spotify, and everywhere you listen. And do come back for more ways to inform your intuition. Hey, Mighty One. Did you know that if you started listening to one Birthful episode per day at the start of your pregnancy, your baby would be about three months old before you got through all of them? That is so much birthful. So to ease us into the summer and to help you catch up on your listening, we're going back to releasing one episode per week instead of two. Now you know.